What up, what up? Fantasy Football Hustler back at you. Hey, hey, Bo Garnold Schwarzenegger. Come with me if you want to live. Yo, 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 it's fans of the guru repping the guru nation. Yeah, and we're back with some dynasty talk. And this is going to be about changing my mind or changing our minds on some players that we really don't like. So we want some audience participation, too. If you are listening and watching, make sure you throw in the chat why you like these players that we're going to talk about that we don't like. We got two each, and I'm starting it off with DeAndre Swift. I am not fucking with any Lions running back. They have been failing ever since Barry Sanders left there in the 90s since he had to retire early. He may be a great value. I don't want to fuck with him. He screwed you last year, like the time when you really needed him. The second half of the season, that's when he was nowhere to be found. Kept looking like he was going to come back. But guess what? The Lions suck so bad. They didn't even really need to let him come back. And then they still brought him back. And I told you guys not to start him, but whoever didn't listen to me, I'm sorry if he screwed you. He screwed you in week 16, week 17, whatever it was. I'm off the swift train. I don't care if it's in the 20th round and he's still there. I'm not drafting him. Man, I'm going to have to defend my boy Swifty here. I, I know the Lions are bad. I get that. But I feel like they, they're building something over there as far as their O-line to where they're going to be a ground and pound, old school type team. Dan Campbell, they're biting kneecaps off. They, they, they're physical, man. And Swift's the kind of guy that's going to be leading that charge. And it's it all comes down to health. And I, I feel like this is his year to really break out. And assuming he can stay healthy, he's going to be a great value in in any in dynasty startups, unless he would go like the top half of the first. But I'd say like anything like like late first, early second, give him to me all day because this is a guy that's got a lot of potential running behind a very solid O line and a team that's committed to the run. See, check this out, Spencer. You're gonna love this because you don't need to even get him in the first or the second. He goes way later than that in most of these dynasty startups. Man, well, I'm not. I'm gonna carries. be getting him in a lot of dynasty startups because he carries the stink. In. He carries the stink of, of being a Detroit Lion. And, and, and you know, now to make my attempt to change Huss's mind uh, <laughs> uh, on him is he definitely is, is what we want out of a running back. He's going to get a ton of carries and he's going to get a ton of targets out of the backfield. And, and he ain't out there running no routes and shit. It's all just simple dump offs for Jared Goffel. And there's a high, high completion rating, high prop, uh, probable completion rating. Uh, passes you know i mean them short joints and uh that hurt, you know, hurt your case bringing up jared goffel i'm just gonna let you know i'm just but well, see, he's, but a check down, he's a check down spec yeah i mean and see that that's where i'll that's where it does where i will make my case with jared goffel because he has several years of, of of being a guy who who won't necessarily just throw it away he'll look for the running back you know what i mean like he ain't he's still trying to that works against his against him a lot of times but man whether it was him or uh, or even years with Todd Gurley, man. Like, he's he's looking for the running back out of the backfield. Um, I, with all the weapons there, it, you know what I mean? I think it'll just be better. You know what I mean? Like, he, he was I, – I would even say St. Brown, something like that, benefited way more because Swift and, and Hawkinson and all these other guys were gone. With everyone there, I think that benefits Swift. You also have – I mean, you have a young offensive line. Or at least not super young, but you know, I mean, they're not they're not over the hill by any means. I mean, you have oh, Penny Sewell who's going into his second year. Do they still got Eric Decker over there playing right? Uh, Taylor Decker. Taylor yeah. Decker. Yeah, there it is. 
Eric Decker was a receiver. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? And like, you know, listen, this is a this is a phenomenal line on paper. You know, it, yeah, it just it's rag now really good. And DeAndre Swift is one. He's one of the few game script proof running backs that you could that you could tell me exists. You know what I mean? Because when if if and when they're winning, which is a big if. You know, when they are winning, they're going to run the ball. And, and when they're losing, they're going to throw the ball to the running back. So that's just that's my case for Swift. And the fact that people hate him, we get him at a value. Uh, he's got too much stank on him for me. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's the Lions thing. Huss is like, there's no Lions. <laughs> I don't want, I mean, Amon Ra, you know, I mean, he's someone who, I mean, I was really high on. And then, like, the more he gets hyped, the less I like him just because. The Lions, I feel like they're always gonna do you wrong. So I mean that that's just it. That Lions stank. They they got a long way to overcome, get that stank off them. The um, Lions, they have a female owner, right? <laughs> oh, ahead, I was we can keep the running back train going. I was yeah. gonna throw out as one. I'm not messing with uh, James Connor. Man, I just I know he had a big year last year, but I'm thinking that was an outlier. Always always injured. You know, and then with the being on the Cardinals, I, I'm almost certain they're gonna draft somebody. I just don't see him. Being a workhorse, I think at best he's a fringe RB too. Okay, so I think the workhorse thing might be a little misconstrued for people when they look at really what went down last year. Because when Edmonds was there, he's he's you know James Conner averaged two targets a game, and he would catch both of them. And you know what I'm saying, but that was when Edmonds was was there. When Edmonds wasn't there, then he was he was a real like he was a bell cow. But they're definitely good. Adams is not there no more. So I could make that slow hanging fruit case. Like, oh, he's going to get all the work. They still got, you know, Benjamin. They probably draft somebody. You know, it's, it's a pretty deep class at running back. It's not going to be no high first or second round guy, but they probably still going to get somebody or get one of these stragglers in free agency. You know what I mean? They're going to, they can't just feel good sitting with James Conner. But here's why I'll try to change your mind on James Conner he's a fucking stealer and a vulture. I mean, and ironically, he doesn't play for the Vultures, but he did for the Steelers. Because you know what he steals and you know what he Vultures? Touchdowns from <laughs> Kyler Murray when he's down there in the red zone. And he's been hitting pay dirt like, like a mug. And, like, I, you know, this it's not a fluke when you when you get 20 tugs. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That, that's not a fluke because this is just what they were trying to do every time they got down there. You know what I mean? So I think bringing him back. And, and paying him a, a a pretty decent bag, on you know because he he came through on a prove a deal and proved it. You know what I mean? I I do like James Conner because he's not he's another guy that you can get as your third or, or fourth running back, or if you're doing zero RB. Shout out to my man TD Good Sports. You know what I mean? He's all about zero RB. You know what I mean? The, these are the type of guys that you're going to be targeting. You know what I mean? Because they have a role solidified, quote unquote. I mean, barring health. Yeah, barring health, and it's always barring health. We shouldn't even have to say that anymore because anybody could get hurt in the NFL on like any given play and be out for their whole career. You kind of have to say it for James Conner. You know why? Because he always got hurt, and even last year you got hurt. He kind of shitted on everybody when they needed him the most in the playoffs. Yeah, and then I just like even the tugs. Like I hear the tugs thing. I know that's not a fluke per se. I think he's good for eight to ten at least. But let's just say he goes from the. What he was he at 17, 18 last year to eight to ten. That's a big drop. I mean, that's losing a big chunk of points. And I just don't I just don't feel like he has a stable enough floor as far as yardage for me to feel comfortable. 
Right. So record, is, I, I hate James Conner for the record. Oh, yeah. We know Bogey <laughs> hates him. He nominated him for player hater of the year when we did our midseason awards. But I think what it is is as far as he's dropping down in dynasty leagues, I feel exactly. like it's he's dropping farther than he's going to regress. Because, yeah, he's going to regress. Like, man, you put up a touchdown total like that, you're going to get less. But I just feel like with their offense, he's going to mm-hmm. get – He's going to get put in a position to where he's going to get like 10 touchdowns again. And any running back getting 10 touchdowns is going to be at least an RB two. And you're drafting him as an RB three, maybe mm-hmm. RB four, just depending on how many people actually hate him in your league. Cause he's getting up there in age. But bogey said earlier was on the prove it deal. He got nothing last year. Like he got like 1.5 mil, you know, last mm-hmm. year came through and, you know, overproduced, you know, for sure on that contract. They're, they're definitely putting the chips behind him. They give him the little mini bag. They're probably going to draft someone, but even someone that they draft, they're not going to be in. They're not going to be drafted first or second round, probably. So not someone who's going to compete for a bunch of touches, you know, right away. I feel like what James Conner did last year got you to the playoffs. I feel like that's really what you need out of someone that you're drafting, you know, where you're going to be drafting them. Okay. Yeah, say yeah, RB four. I'll change my mind if he gives me an RB four. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take him there. Yeah, and 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 if you're going heavy running back, like, or not heavy running back, heavy receiver early, you know what I mean? And then like you start pick, you know, you wait for that crop of guys like you know the Leonard Fournettes, you know the um, the AJ Dillons, Tony Pollard. Yeah, Lenny James could be Connor. a good value. It's, that's where that's where he that's where James Conner lives. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was say I say I like Leonard Fournette there and don't like James Conner. I like, give me Lenny all day yeah. over James Conner. But I mean, shoot, sure. it sounds like Connors might be falling pretty far. I actually saw a list recently. I forgot who it was from there, where they had Lenny up hella high. They had him like in RB one mm. territory. Like, that's too rich for my blood. But I think RB two. I think he could definitely return RB two value. All right, let's keep it going. You want to keep it going with the running backs? Yeah, we'll keep going with the running backs. Let's just go ahead and give you a a penny for your thoughts. Someone (laughs) who I don't think is worth a goddamn penny, and that's Rashad Penny. And, uh, I mean, for every – like, this this, they're probably worse than the Cordero Patterson truthers. And this is why I say this, because at least Cordero Patterson has been around twice as long, where it's like when we finally saw it happen with Corduroy, we loved it. Where Rashad Penny – I don't want to hear nobody talking about, oh, I told you. Oh, yeah? Well, based on what? Because we didn't see nothing out of Rashad Penny since 2018 to ever really give us any any kind of glint. Like, when did, was there ever a big flash game? Or, you can't tell me one. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe there was one against the Eagles in 2019 where he, you know, but he ended up getting hurt at, at, in that same game. But, I mean, then you couple that with, like, you know, um, you know the, the line is bad. There's no more Russ. There's you know there's just too many ways I I I, just, I can't fuck with Rashad Penny you know what I mean yeah I, I can fuck with him if the price is right and because I I hate Chris Carson I'll just put it out there I can't stand Chris Carson he's just he always gets hurt at the worst times and he's just I don't know why Pete Carroll loves him so much as he's 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 not that good you know a penny. I know it was a small sample size, but Penny last year down the stretch was incredible. He won people fantasy championships. Shoot, I picked him up in a couple of leagues. He was he was a workhorse there. I don't think he'll be able to hold up as far as that kind of workload. But I think paired with Carson, he'll be able to pull away as the lead back. I'm convinced. I think he'll be able to outdo Carson this year. That's been like his thing. He was had the draft capital over Carson. All the penny truth is like, oh, he's going to get the job eventually. He's going to get the job. And they they were wrong all this time. But 
if you stay patient and get him now, I think you might finally be right because now that Carson's looking like he's on the decline, Penny's looks like he's finally getting himself right to where I know the team's bad, but somebody's got to take the punishment there. I think Penny's going to be the bruiser and the guy that sees a lot of work. So Penny, I don't even know if he costs a penny right now in Dynasty. Right, League, yeah, he's that's cheap. The, that, that's the reason won. why. That's he the reason why I'd be on him a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to try to change everyone's mind on it because you got to get him late. But you're only injured until you aren't. And he's not injured right now. So let's ride the wave, you know, <laughs> while we can. Got to have some backup plans. We got to keep our, our pockets loaded either way. But I think Rashad Penny, for as late as you're getting him in these dynasty leagues. He won the 10th round, 10.05, right? In, wow, in, uh, that's way too high. That's way too high. Actually, TD, it was shout out to TD. He he was the one who grabbed him, but I remember him. We were like in the in the seventh round, and he was like, "What do you think of Rashad Penny here?" And I said, "I think you could wait." You know what I mean? And he is he still fell to him, so he could have I mean, waited all, longer than that. I'm sure. I'm I'm sure of it because you know I, I think you really got to be somebody who believe in Rashad Penny. You really got to be somebody who isn't just chasing what you saw last year. You know what I mean? Like, cause otherwise, you know, the people that usually go in for him, they they are chasing what they saw last year, you know what yeah. I mean? But, and then, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing because like you said, like he's not hurt now. You know what I mean? Cause that's usually people's argument against him. but I, I, we I mean, maybe back, we could go back and we could look at the David Johnson's of the world and the guys who had these playoff runs that people will remember for the rest of their life. All right. I got the only QB on this list trevor lawrence someone who i'm just not fucking with i wasn't fucking with last year because you had to draft him so high and now i mean his value is probably i mean it's at an all-time low i mean second year in the league compared to last year i don't want to fuck with it like all the random b-listers that they got the christian kirks <laughs> you know of the world i mean if he's given a lot of dump offs to guys like etn if robinson comes back all right and they're dumping it off to him that's still not what they brought him over there to do, to stretch the field. And I just don't see that other, ever happening. I know their line's getting a little bit better. I'm not fucking with the Jags QB. I don't think we get this crazy uh, Gardner Minshew, you know, season that we saw a couple years Nobody's ago. Nobody's Gardner Minshew. <laughs> He's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really is, man. Hopefully okay, he'll get we're... a crack at a starting job at some point. But uh, yeah, Trevor. Yeah, get, get on him. Make, change his mind. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to change. Try to change mine because Trevor Lawrence is a guy that coming in the last year is labeled as a generational talent, and I really don't see that talent going to waste, especially now that they've got a new regime there. Doug Peterson's in town. Is Doug Peterson the greatest head coach ever? No, but is he a huge ass upgrade over Urban Meyer? Yes. I mean, Urban Meyer was a fucking joke. He had no idea yeah. what he was doing. Set Trevor up for failure. And now that you're bringing in Doug Peterson, that's going to open things up to where Trevor will have more guy like Christian Kirk. I mean, he's a B-lister, but he's better than what they had last year. He's at least an upgrade. So you have Christian Kirk in there because they lost DJ Chark right out the shoot last year. So you bring him in and the tight ends of Doug Peterson, the master at a tight end, as we know from his days in Philly with Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. He's got the Dan the Man Arnold as well as Evan Ingram, who they brought in. So shoot, I mean, with all that, and if they draft an O-lineman or two to beef things up there, T-Law's going to go off this year because he's a special passer. I know that Mac Jones was pretty solid this year and Justin Fields flashed. Trey Lance has a lot of upside, obviously. But I still feel like out of all those 
that great rookie class from last year, that Trevor Lawrence is still the guy I'd be rocking with. And at the price you can get him now in these dynasty startups, I'm taking him all day there. You know, Lawrence, you know, Lawrence in the second round in a, a super flex dynasty startup, that's a value. You know what I mean? Like, that's still a value because of what he's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like, would you would you rather that's have a exactly truck? what you said? What he's supposed what to he's be. supposed to be. That's yeah. the thing that makes me a little bit nervous because I got to buy him at, at. Well, I mean now it's a little bit lower than last year, but I mean at the all time high is like really like where you got to where you got to get him for his potential. I think right now that that that's where I, that that's where it's at for me. Like it's the with that he's got to live up to this draft capital and he's being looked at. Just like Spencer the Guru says, as a generational talent, you know, like I mean, people are treating him like Peyton Manning before. Peyton is it Manning the hair hustler? Is it I don't the like, hair? Okay, he looks like Sunshine. Okay, from uh, <laughs> from Remember the Titans. And every don't time they call I him that, isn't that his nickname? I think I think so. And uh, I just every time I think of that, I think of Sunshine. I can't make that pitch, Coach. You know, and like that's what I think of Lawrence. Like he's probably missing a couple things, a couple tools that he needs to add into his uh, tool shit. Yeah, here's another thing too: is like the kid does have moxie. I, I usually get annoyed when people say, "Yeah, he got moxie," because it usually sounds like they're trying to say something that sounds good because they don't know what they're saying. You know what I mean? No, like, stuff. right? But like he really got moxie, man. Like his. He's a guy who actually even spoke against the coach at one point. Like, listen, bro, you're tripping. You know what I mean? Right. Like was that after like, he kicked Lambo when he was we started talking. It, shit it was something. He was it, they were he he was getting on the team about something and he came out and was like, Man, we you know, we, we can't be doing this, coach. Like he he spoke up for his guys, he shows the true leadership. You know what I mean? You got a guy like Doug Peterson who's gonna come in and like for what it's worth, last time we seen Carson Wentz like be actually decent and really good was with Doug Peterson 2017, to be specific. You know what I mean? Like and, and and like I said, man, I'm not gonna fault, I'm not gonna fault T Law for what Urban Meyer and his uh you know his failed attempt to be an NFL head coach. You know what I mean? Peterson's the only thing that like gets me to a little bit remotely change my mind on it, and not even that it was all Urban Meyer's doing on why he sucked last year. I mean, it's just the team and and players getting hurt and ETN going down in the preseason. Yeah, that oh, that hurt, yeah. man. Yeah, I forgot to bring that up. DJ DJ Chark first face. first series of the year. DJ Chark like goes out for an out route, tears his ACL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you lose you lose two of your best playmakers right off the bat. That makes a difference. And then you have the l- legend of Lavishka, who just yeah, can't. he ended up a disaster. He yeah. was he was destined to be a number two guy, and then when you have to look for him to be the number one, it's like you know what, Laquan Treadwell, you're gonna eat. You know what I mean? Well, and that's Jamal why you Agnew. know that that's why you know that that shit is gonna go awry is when people are like making all these bold ass cases for guys like Lavishka Chenault. You know, to be fringe yeah, wide receiver boss, one, like man. so many, so much damn hype around. Yeah, I mean, they get these guys. I just want to say, it's I had him as a for, the, last year for our fantasy wrong. gumbo joint, man. These they get, they get way too hyped up on guys like Visca. They want to make Tony's they one of those this year. It. They want to force it. <laughs> Spencer, let's hear the uh, your second player. All right, yeah, we're gonna tra- change lanes here to a tight end and one that. Might trigger bogey a little bit because he's he's a niner there. The George Kittle, you know. Oh, just, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> for not, yeah, for before, I just was before I don't want to <laughs> shit on him too hard because no, no, I want to hit it. I got to hit it. But 
I'm gonna I'm gonna shit on him though for Dynasty because he is not someone you can count on for the long haul. He's a guy that's always banged up, always battling something, and in Shanahan's scheme, he has to block a lot. He has he's used a lot as a blocker to where it seems like he gets hurt every year at some point. Every year to where you're scrambling at a waiver wire trying to find that that guy that could be the stop gap. And then, then he comes back and he'll, he'll have this huge game. He'll go off for like 10 for 150. And then the next game he'll disappear like two for 20. That's another thing. But on top of his being injury prone, I feel he's just way too erratic compared to a guy like Kelsey or what Kyle Pitts is going to become. To me, he's just not quite in that group to where a lot of people are still paying. It seems that high. High capital, but I just would you say that he plays more tight end, like traditional tight end, right? Right, which is kind of a sucks for fantasy because you don't get points for blocking. I mean, I mean it puts him on the field. It. it puts him on the field like damn there one hundred percent of the time. I think for dynasty is even better than redraft because like if he misses, you know, four games in a redraft league, I mean, you're kind of screwed, you know, with that draft pick. But I feel like for dynasty, he's still going to be worth the draft capital where you're getting them because. When it comes to all these tight ends, there's like none anyways. You know, like, I mean, you said, you know, goes like the two for 40 or whatever. If he goes two for 40, he's probably a top 12 tight end, like because of how bad like the tight end world actually is. So I just feel like his upside is just it. It's so great that I'd still take a shot here and there, even though he's burned me because I only have had him in redraft, never in dynasty. But Dynasty is where I'm more inclined to pick him because it's not just the 17 games and then you're done with it. We got this for at least two years, you know, hopefully. But, you know, if you got George Kittle as your tight end and your league lasts four or five years, I think you're going to be pretty stoked that you have him versus the tight end carousel that, you know, everyone else is going to bring you. Okay. And as a Niner guy, Bogey, uh, what are your thoughts on the quarterback transition because they're going to transition from jimmy to lance how does that affect his value i mean in the small sample size he was out there blocking for his mobile qb you know what i mean because that's one thing you got to expect is that like you know what i mean george kittle and it's, it's gonna but i will say like just being on the field 100 percent of the time you're not going to get taken out on important, you know, in, on the money downs, whether it's the red zone or, and you can be out there in line blocking and, and still block someone to hell and get wide open. You know, that that's, that's one thing about Kittle is that like he gets the design plays and he's just a playmaker as well. You know what I mean? Like, and if you have a, that, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to have faith that with him and Lance, they'll build a chemistry in this off season, but man, Maybe it's just too much of the love I have for him. But we're all talking dynasty. Like in a redraft, I almost never have him. You know what I mean? Because I don't like guys that aren't, you know, that have a high probability of not being uh, in my lineup 100% of the time. You know what I mean? But for dynasty, I'm all about it. The tight end landscape, it's so bad. You know what I mean? It's horrible. Yeah. And, and yeah, here's they just, yeah, not a whole lot of building blocks at only. I guess, I mean, I'm not going to argue with that too much because yeah, it is pretty bare and it's just like, uh, what about a guy, like, I'm trying to think of somebody that you could have, like, that you could get, like, hella late and then instead of drafting Kittle, draft, like, a more dependable wide receiver there and then just stream the tight end. Y'all would still rather the Kittle? 
I mean, in I, Dynasty, it's going to be a little hard to stream the tight end position. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, because a lot of guys are scooped uh, up. Yeah, everybody's every, everyone is for the tight yeah. ends. Though. Like, you can't, unless there's, like, someone, like, two tight ends on the same team get injured, and then it's, like, yeah. you know, a third-string tight end. Yeah, but, or, yeah, that's what, that's what sucks about Dynasty. There is no streaming tight ends. Like, you got to, yeah. like, draft a tight end or trade for one if you're in a real shit position. Yeah, I, here's one thing. Kittle... If, if Kittle is also a guy that, you know, like I said, he plays more traditional tight end, but he's also a true move tight end. Like he's a guy that, you know, they, they could put him in the slot and he's killing it down the seam. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the athleticism, it's, it's just, is he going to, will it, will the chemistry or the rapport be there with Lance? Cause we did not see it at all in mm-hmm. those in the small sample sizes. You know what I mean? If you yeah, get- I kind of think that's what it comes down to. I think it's going to be like, if, if I see that him and Lance have a chemistry, then yeah, I'll, I'll change my mind. I'm just, but that on top of the injuries, like I just, that just makes me too nervous. <laughs> that's what sucks like- the injuries. Like that, that's the worst part out of all this. Yeah. And- George Brittle is what they call him. Yeah. And it's warranted. Fucking he- George Brittle. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't even combat that because he's always getting hurt. So you definitely have to have an insurance policy. But man, especially if you play in like any kind of tight end premium, like his upside, it just foreshadows everybody to me. Because if you two receptions for 40 yards and a touchdown, you're a top 10 tight end. Not everybody is Gronk. Not everybody's George Kittle. This is why I say these two names, because they actually showed out their rookie year. We didn't have to wait to see it develop. Travis Kelsey took him a couple years. You know what I mean? Uh, most tight ends, it takes a couple years. That's why I'm even excited for someone like Albert O with uh, Russ, because if you're an Albert O, you're not a young guy. You've, this is your, You're going into year three. You know what I mean? Like these tight ends take a little while to develop sometimes. You know what I mean? Like look at Greg Olson. You know what I mean? Same thing. Like, you know, these, you know, a lot of look at Zach Ertz. He's still doing his thing. It took him a couple years. You know what I mean? To to really come on. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like I said, not everybody's George Kittle and Gronk. And what's what's the similarities between those two guys? Yeah, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Kyle Pitts. But 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 here's why I say George, George Kittle and and uh, and Gronk have another comparison because those are also two guys that hit the ground running straight out the gate. And been getting banged up ever since, you know what I mean? Because they yeah, get they, they block their asses off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Pitts, I think Pitts. If they yeah, kind of they'll have that guy. Like today they sign Ferkser, so they'll they you they'll he'll do yeah. more of the dirty work, and, and then have Pitts that yeah. have him run the routes. I mean Anthony Ferkser, he came from. Uh, I mean, he came from uh, – uh, uh, he was with Arthur Smith. Yeah, in Tennessee. In yep, Tennessee. And, uh, and they run a ton of 12 personnel. Like, they, they're yep. one of the top five teams. Like, them, you know, the Eagles, even without Doug Peterson, it still was like that because, you know, that because you had Sirianni who came from Frank Reich, another team that runs a ton of 12 personnel, you know, with the Colts. Like, this is yep. just what they do. So, I'm I'm not even worried about a Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts – uh, What's the word I'm looking for? He's more, he he's more, he has the potential to be like a Travis Kelsey production wise than a George yeah. Kittle or any of these motherfuckers because he's going to play more receiver than anything. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, true, he's going to, he's, he's their number one look. Yeah, he's all they got. Very <laughs> receivers yeah. a trash. Or they're number one. Freaking degenerate. A lot of people are pinning uh, Jamison um, Wilson. 
Williams. Williams, Williams. yeah. He, yeah, he could redshirt do take a red shirt year over there potentially. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's what everybody's putting them there. Everybody's placing them there. Well, speaking of wide receivers, Bogey, we got the last player here, and you okay. chose a wide receiver. Let's I'm hear a, it. I'm gonna make this one short and sweet. It's, it's DK Metcalf. There's no more Russ. You know what I mean? There's a good chance that they trade a receiver away, and I don't think it'll be DK. It'll be Tyler Lockett, and that'll just be more attention. That you all you have to do is just take out, take away. A DK and who's throwing him the ball? Drew Locke, maybe, maybe Geno Smith, maybe it's a rookie because they got multiple first round picks here. Either way, it's gonna be. I feel like if it's just a two year plan, I don't even want DK for this year or the next year after that. Because if you're gonna draft a rookie, so be it. It's still gotta work the following year because this first year, if, if you know, it's Pete Carroll and them. So if you have a rookie, you might not start him unless he really shows you something. It might not take that much to show you something if your competition is Drew Locke and or Geno Smith. But even then, when if it is a rookie under center and it's and it's and it's Pete Carroll, they're still gonna want to run the ball because that's what you do when you have a rookie. You help the rookie out by leaning on the run. And just I think DK is just gonna get doubled and tripled up. And he's 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 already shown that he's a DV, he's gonna complain. We're gonna hear a lot of complaining. And and, and that's where I would come in in dynasty leagues. And that's when I'm trying to get DK because I'm trying to swoop him from a disgruntled owner. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to draft him. And he's gone as far as, 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 as far as the fourth round in the, in the super flex startup. So that's my, you know, cause you got to add in the quarterbacks there too. So in a super flex. So fourth round was like, you know, it was, it was decent, but it was super flex. I just, I don't, I don't think I want anything to do with him. If I have to draft him, I'll trade for him. You know what I mean? But I, but I'm going to wait for till they're angry because People are going to be angry with him. I don't have much to say about DK. I'll leave that up to Spencer. But I know the value for where you get him now. I mean, it's the lowest that it's like ever been for him. I mean, shit, we go back to like 2019. He's like probably like the number one wide receiver, like overall that everyone wants. And a lot of it's because of Russ. And now with Drew Locke, I don't really like it too much. But I like that the more time that goes on, the farther and farther that he drops. So I want to see how far he will actually drop because that's the only way that I'm really messing with them. Uh, how low can you go? Can you take it to the flow? Can you break it down slow? Right, and that, and that and that's why I'm gonna defend him here and try to change him on bogey is because I feel like he's if people are it's panic time. It's like the the the, the stock market where when they see the market dropping. I'm selling, you're selling, everybody's selling, and then by the time it's all said and done, that stock is like worthless but Metcalf is a dude that just still is gonna still have value he's an elite talent at the position and they're in the biggest reason of why I think he's gonna still be okay is because something's gonna change like he's not gonna go in the next year with Drew Locke worst case scenario he stays stuck in Seattle and has to work with either Baker Mayfield or a rookie but I'm thinking best case scenario is that he gets traded to a contender because the Seahawks are such garbage right now to where I feel like they there's they might as well just trade him and, and strip the thing down. And if he gets traded to the KC or Green Bay or some shit like that, well, then that stock's going to to the moon. Well, here's one thing. I would like that because I am all about getting acquiring him right now. Like if in your, when you're in, in, in already existing dynasty leagues, I would try to trade for DK. I've, I've tried to actually because it's time to buy him for the low. Here's one mm-hmm. thing, though, is that – when you have teams like the Jets, 
who offer you the 10th pick overall and you shut that down, it just shows me that you're probably not trying to trade this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, they're, they're going to play hardball for sure. They're going to want somebody to and, crack and, and okay. pay the top dollar. He's draft, already showing some diva tendencies. What so. do you do when you have a young QB? You put talent around him. So if you were to trade him away and get a young QB, you only have Tyler Lockett, who's there. He's older. He's like 29, and he has a contract. So that's why I think he's the guy you trade away because the age and the contract. Yeah. And DK is the guy you extend now. You don't let him play on his final year of his rookie contract because then if he balls out, you have to reset the market with him. You extend him now why, why, where you can give him $24 million and he's still like the sixth highest paid guy. You know what I mean? If he if he gets offered an extension and, and then he denies it, you know, I give props to him because he's betting on himself that, listen, I'm going to go out there, ball out, and, and I'm leaving this joint. And when it comes to, like, the Tyler Lockett versus DK, I mean, one thing that we know is, like, Tyler Lockett is a Pete Carroll guy. Like, that's one thing that we know. Like, they already got a bag from him. Do we know if DK is a Pete Carroll guy? I mean, everyone should like him, but, yeah, he's been, been real diva-ish, you know? Like, is Pete Carroll yeah. going to be okay trading him on draft day or later, you know, I, once the draft is over and now you're talking 2023 picks, who knows how much they might be able to get for them. Only Green Bay can just like do do something smart for once, man. Let's get up out of here. So there's some guys. Uh, I don't know if anyone's mind really got changed on here. My Let's mind do that maybe. real quick. Let's go down the list. And let, okay, okay, so I my mind has not changed on Swift. Okay. Yeah, Connor. I mean, I didn't realize his value was that dropped that much. Like I said, I'll change my mind if I can get him at that discount. It probably is like, like the RB three or four. Right, we did it, Hus. We changed his mind. <laughs> okay. Um, can't nobody change my mind on number shot penny. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. My mind has changed a little bit, and a lot of it's because of Doug Peterson. I mean, at least they're making moves around there, but. I'm still not going to be drafting him, even though I'm a, my, my ears are perked up a little bit. Let's just say that. Good deal. And then oh, the Kittle was next, right? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all didn't really change my mind too much there because with the Lance thing and the injuries, I just, yeah. it's just too risky for me at his price. Yeah, at his price. Okay. And, and uh, you guys definitely changed my mind on DK. I mean, like, I forgot about the potential for 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 uh, for a trade and like you know I mean I'm, now I'm just really hoping that fucking for the one DK share I do have in Dynasty and I did get him in that 2020 year when he was you know a top three guy at the position <laughs> off the board you know what I mean and I will say man I just I need him to go to Green Bay somehow <laughs> I mean the Chiefs the, already, the, Chiefs. the Chiefs already tried to oh. Yeah, and I guess it wasn't they shut him down. They couldn't come to terms, is what is what I read. And then, but the Jets, they slammed the door shut on them. They're like, nope, <laughs> no DK, DK for you. Yeah, DK wouldn't. Uh, he wouldn't want to play there. I mean, but see, no one wants to play there. He ain't got no no trade clause though. You know what yeah. I mean? So. Yeah, he ain't a QB. Yeah. Hey, right. you remember? You remember when OBJ? When like when uh when he when he got released last year and then he said, "Ain't none of y'all teams like the Jets or or the when he started naming teams, don't none of y'all try to get me." Yeah, none of y'all trash <laughs> ass teams were claiming yeah. on waivers. Yeah, that's what he was saying. He's like, "I ain't playing for y'all." <laughs> <I'm like, "Damn." laughs> All right, 
we're getting up out of here. If you didn't see the last video, make sure you go back and uh, and check that out. We got Dynasty content that's going to be rocking every week moving forward with this trio right here. And uh, we got the 420 uh, show coming out next week. FNT every Wednesday. Bogey, what else we got every Wednesday? We got the Playmaker series, uh, the Real Fantasy Playmakers podcast, starring all three of us, all three of us, as the Italians would say. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, like you said, F and T, and uh, just man, look out for all all the dynasty content that we're gonna be coming with because man, dynasty is slowly becoming like I'm always gonna have a love for redraft because that's just all out war. But like, I mean, I mean, that maybe not all out war. It's like that's just like you know bloody battles. Dynasty is a real war, man. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. oh what? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It's like the redrafts, like the. Set it and forget it. Like we blow the shit up, then reset it. Where the fucking dynasty? That's like the long game war. Where you gotta really like strategize and shit. Yeah, redraft is the battle. Dynasty is the war. There it is. Put that on a shirt. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be launching the Guru Nation Dynasty up in the space. They all stay tuned for that. Yeah, yeah. I'll meet you there because I am an astronaut. Oh yeah. yeah, might have a few openings for those listening. They all spaceman yeah, gonna be lit. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the only thing I gotta remind you guys of is go to hustlerpod.com and go set your shit up for automatic downloads. We need the downloads. Doesn't even matter if you listen, just go there and download. That's all people care about anyway. So go hit it up and we'll see you next video. Peace. Peace. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just wanna make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, when it grind, yeah, I got the ring, I'm the champ, I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my Pocket, it don't make sense, but don't make a profit. So I hustle, ladies and homies. Make money, make money, money, money. Yeah. Cool out here for a pill. Yeah, yeah. Granny trying to get this money for the real. I want to find a thing. It ain't over for me. No, it ain't over for me. Here comes the money. Here comes the money. Money! Show me the money! Okay, let's go smoke that joint.